You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode number eight. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Q's Podcast, where we'll talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. If you have not yet subscribed to the Q's Podcast, I encourage you to do so. The great benefit of subscribing to the Q's Podcast is that all episodes will be automatically downloaded to you, so that means you'll never miss a single episode. Also, if you think this podcast has been a service to you so far, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and a comment on iTunes. That really helps us get the word out about our services for credit union leaders. On today's episode, our special guest is Michael Daniel. He is a CEO and co-founder of Quantum Governance L3C. Michael and I had the chance to meet up at the Q's Executive Summit, where he spoke about aligning your board and executive team for effective strategy execution. Q's, in partnership with Michael Daniel, provides governance, direction, strategy, and facilitation services. Some of the key takeaways from my conversation with Michael include an examination of effective constructive partnerships in terms of aligning your board and executive team, suggestions for what you may want to look for in a really good effective board member, the importance of board professional development, and the value of board assessments. Now it's time to go straight to my interview with Michael Daniel of Quantum Governance. Thank you, Michael, for being part of the podcast today. I want to start the interview off with a little bit of inspiration for our audience, perhaps. Do you have a favorite success quote or favorite mantra that you live by? I do have a mantra. I'm a consultant, and often consultants uh, get a bad rap. But I will tell you that the mantra that I and my colleagues live by is that consulting is ultimately an act of love, that what we try to do is do things in the best interests of our clients and ease the burdens of our clients. And I definitely see that play out in your preparation and your interactions that you have for those in attendance. Uh, it's really nice to see. Michael, how many years have you been partnering with credit unions? Well, I started uh, back about 15 years ago with DeLeon and Stang, which is a firm in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Al DeLeon brought me into his firm as his uh, chief uh, consultant. And a lot of the work of DeLeon and Stang, they're one of the CPA firms in the country that does a lot of work with credit unions. And I had to learn the credit union business from him. Fortunately, he's a master. And so I learned a great deal from him and his colleagues about credit unions. And I started doing strategic planning work and other types of, uh, let's say, some soft audit work in the background, learning the credit union business. And I became more and more fascinated, really, with the cooperative model and the and the the way boards of directors and the senior teams of credit unions had to work with each other. That is a great place then to start up your foundation. And then you had this natural curiosity to grow and, and develop and help credit unions. That's, that's terrific. And really, my early uh, career was in ethics. I worked with all kinds of nonprofits and for-profit organizations as the president of the Ethics Resource Center in order to help their organizations build uh, various different types of ethics programs, ethics practices within them. And as a result of the ethics work, I became absolutely fascinated with how is it that the leadership of their organization sets the good tone at the top. And so I got deeply involved in leadership and governance matters. And that really was the the, the catalyst for me to learn a lot more about governance. And I've now spent the last 10 years of my life as a kind of a governance geek focused on learning as much as I can about governance. I want to go ahead and address a question that I think 
is a major theme for our work, and, and that is about lining boards and the executive team. So in your words, in a brief description here, what do effective constructive partnerships look like? Well, in the work between a credit union board and the senior management team, and this will extend to the committees uh, of the organization as well, one of the things we look towards is is how effectively do they communicate with each other? What's their relationship with each other? Are they really complementing each other and making each other better? That's what we mean by a constructive partnership. I mean, you can analogize it to to a husband and wife, and that is is I used to I remember when I when my sisters would bring home a date and I would say, "Does he make you better?" Does this person make you better? In some ways, it's the same philosophy in a credit union, in my mind, and that is, is does the board somehow make the CEO and the executive team better as a result of the kinds of questions they're asking, the relationship they have? And by the way, does the CEO and the senior team make the board better? The constructive partnership is the magic that happens when you've got people that are an effective team that are also willing to hold each other accountable. And so when when we say constructive partnership, it's not just being nice, but it's respecting each other, holding each other accountable, asking each other the hard questions, and we think that that actually produces the very best outcome for the leadership of a credit union. So to have that type of relationship, you need to be present, accountable, and I think curious, right? Don't you want directors that are naturally curious? It's actually, that's one of the things that I've, I've said recently in a couple of talks, and that is folks will ask me, what is it that you want in a really good, effective board member? And there's a variety of ways you can approach that question. But one of the things that I've said recently is that I think you want a board member who is authentically curious, genuinely curious. Now, you can drive like anything else. You can go too far. You can be so curious in that you're going to go all the way and micromanage the, the intimate details of something. I'm talking about a curiosity at the level of, you know, kind of where are we as a credit union? Where do we want to go in the future? How are we going to get there at a strategic level? But also someone, the curiosity is someone who's willing to learn on an ongoing basis. Because I think board members can get stuck sometimes. But so much is changing in the environment. So much is changing in regulations. So much is changing in best practices. Even experienced board members, I think, need to be curious and constantly learning. Now I want to ask you, how important is board professional development? It's absolutely critical right now. There's so much changing, and the changes are even quicker. The cycle time of a lot of the change is much faster. So you really have to have a board and members of the board, and of course the senior management team as well, that are ongoing professional learners at all times, or you'll, you'll get stuck in doing it in a historical way, in an old way, that might not be relevant anymore. So again, even board members that have been on a board and that are experienced in being in a credit union board, I think they should be active learners right now because even if they're experienced, the environment around the credit union is changing and changing very rapidly. Do you have any recommended resources? There is, and uh, I even hate to be a little selfish about this one, but I and my 
my folks just finished a, a set of courses, uh, four Qs, that can be found on your director education center off the website of Qs. And we poured our heart and soul into this. We really put together a series of what we think are updated, leading-edge governance courses with each one of them having multiple modules that if you want to have a, a really good grounding in the governance of a credit union, we think these modules will do exactly that for you. And I, I, I recommend it to both new and even uh, experienced uh, credit union directors because they'll find a number of surprises in these, in these courses. That's right. Your organization served as a subject matter expert, and the Q's team put the courses together, divided them into three to five modules each. Each module can be completed anywhere, an average from eight to 15 minutes. They're interactive. They allow uh, the listener to have a, an interactive quiz and receive feedback immediately following the quiz. So it was a nice combined effort by our organizations. So along with professional development, how can boards assess themselves? I mean, how can boards learn how effective they are or how effective they aren't. So what are your thoughts on board assessment? The assessment is critical in, in today's day and age, and there are a lot more assessment tools than people uh, imagine. So there are full board assessment tools. How effective is the board overall? It doesn't get personal. It doesn't talk about individual board members. It just the questions are about how effective is the board in general. This is something we've worked with cues on, and there's, a, a, I think, a pretty potent tool that gives you a sense of where you are. You can even compare yourself to other credit unions that have taken the same tool. There are also peer-to-peer assessment tools, which allow you then to ask every single member of the board about each and every member of the board. That's kind of like a 360 that a lot of people will do in, 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 in HRs. It, it, I don't think every credit union board is ready for a 360 like that, which is why we encourage actually the overall assessment being done first. There's even officer assessments and committee assessments, supervisory committee assessments. So the range of tools out there are, are pretty vast. And if done and done effectively, they're designed to do one thing, give you insights and learn about the strengths and weaknesses of your current governance and leadership practices so you can improve, so you can get better. It even helps you target. What is the learning you need to do? What's the professional development you need to do? You might not know exactly where you should focus. So we've now just recently developed a whole new tool, which is a skills assessment tool for board members, which allows them to understand more deeply what skills they have and perhaps they don't have that would go into the running of a really effective credit union. I can understand that. You, you don't know a direction, or you think you might know a direction you want to go, but if you don't really know, you know the makeup and, and each other's skills, uh, it's kind of walking in, in the fog a little bit. Isn't it? it is. It, you, I mean, there are deep personal relationships that arise on credit union boards, and those relationships are actually a positive thing. But there are times when those relationships are so deep and so tight that it will cause you to somewhat overlook some of the gaps that might exist on your board. And so these various different assessment tools are a much more objective way for you to understand. And every credit union board does have strengths. So understand what those strengths are and understand what some of the weaknesses are so you can then target your learning or workshops or the work that you and your colleagues need to do to improve particularly in light of a lot of credit union growth 
in the in the recent decade or so, a lot of credit unions, their asset size have gotten to be considerably larger, and as such. There's a level of learning and sophistication that needs to take place that corresponds to what's happening at the staff level or the senior management level. You have to do that at the board level too. Assessment tools are a great way to take stock and really figure out how you can get your governance house more effective or in order in order to make sure that you're keeping pace with all the changes that are taking place in the credit union community. Michael, I want to thank you very much for being part of the Q's podcast. I appreciate your time, and I think our listeners will as well. Thank you. Happy to do it. Thanks, James. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Q's. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes to receive the newest episodes as soon as they are available. For more talent development content from Q's, visit Q's.org. That is C-U-E-S dot O-R-G now. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. If you'd like to know how Q's and Quantum Governance can team up to help your credit union, visit Q's.org forward slash QG. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.